Welcome to the recap, the part of the podcast where jeez, where we recap. That's hard for me to say. I don't know my where we recap the previous week's sermon. Got through it. I did it. Persevered. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Who's that new voice we got there today? I don't think it's new. I've been on here multiple times. Who's the My name is Steve. Steve. Steve Rindy. We've got Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Dave. Hey. Dave preached last week on Genesis chapter 40. So, Dave, why don't you go ahead and recap? <laughs> it means a lot to me when other people kind of give me their sense of the recap mm, just yeah. to see, you know, the people I care about most were listening. <laughs> that's good. Steve and Stacy, you guys have any? Nick, that's you too. Okay. Go for it, Nick. Yeah, go for it, Nick. No, I would make them first. Yeah, you guys first. <laughs> da, na, na, na. Crickets. Well. <laughs> you remember Genesis 40, right? <laughs> Joseph was in prison and... And then, <laughs> and then, um, there were some dreams, and <laughs> the dreams were confusing and needed some interpretation. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Did they come true? They did. The interpretations. Yes. Yeah, they did. Good. Joseph interpreted them with God's help. Mm. That's right. That was basically That's it. That's basically it, but <laughs> the basic plot line. Yeah. Nick, we're I mean, anyone else you can jump in. <clears throat> yeah. So Joseph was in prison wrongfully, yet he had compassion on the prisoners. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it was just displaying his, you know, his attitude and godlike character in caring about those. And even if he had to deliver bad news. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, he was secure enough in God. It's coming back, Stacy. See, I just need a little like prompting. prompting. Um, no, no, you dive in, Stacy. You dive in. <laughs> <laughs> you highlighted that Joseph noticed that they mm-hmm. were downcast or something. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the that they were troubled. Yeah, I think it's and like he, verse seven. He actually was observant right? enough to notice that they were mm. troubled. Yeah, yeah. So it, what, yeah, what you were saying, Nick. Sorry, I didn't mean to step no, on that. Um, yeah, it's just another, to say now. <laughs> <laughs> another instance of Joseph, regardless of the situation he's in, which usually seem to be difficult situations, that he there was a calm about him almost, at least <clears> that <throat> seems to come through, of knowing that he's in God's plan and is being used. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he accurately interpreted the dreams, pointing to God and his power. Mm-hmm. And yet... Even after he did that, he was forgotten. Mm-hmm. So for two years for two years. It's a long time. Which was another injustice done, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yet he trusted God. Yeah. In that, I was telling someone earlier today. Was it? I don't remember who I was talking to. Um, maybe it was one of you. Maybe not. Just that uh, one of the things I enjoy about preaching through a book of the Bible, and I've enjoyed about Genesis, is I feel like I get to know Joseph. You know, like when I've gone through the stories before, I probably haven't, I probably wouldn't have noticed verse seven where it says, 
he saw that they were troubled and so he asked but just getting to know him and seeing like man this guy is really because of God's power and presence in his life he's very compassionate and Christ-like and um and all these pointers has made me just you know like I feel like I'm observing him you mm-hmm. know as I'm studying like what is what's he gonna do next because that's probably a good thing to do but yeah um, you can see he cares about people even in difficult circumstances yeah I think often when we're in a difficult place in life it's easy to just focus on ourselves yeah but clearly here he's mm-hmm. curious he wants to know why their faces are downcast yeah and then, and it's it's fun you know there's echoes here um, God is showing himself mighty over all the other Egyptian gods at Pharaoh's birthday party here as as he's the one that's able to interpret and they're not which I think is a I think it's meant to be a foreshadowing of God showing himself mighty over all the gods of Egypt in the Exodus mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then there's just so many things about Joseph you know betrayed imprisoned left in a pit for forgotten. Um, but he's not going to stay there, you know, just like Jesus didn't stay there and he's going to bring new life to his people. Um, so just all these, there's all this foreshadowing that's happening that kind of draws the whole story of the Bible together as well. So it's fun to both see what it looks like to walk with God in trouble and then also see it tied into the big storyline of the Bible and all these themes that are happening. So what is the way that Joseph responded both to the prisoners uh, and then to being forgotten, what's the application for for us in our lives that you went? Would yeah. you go with that? Yeah, what it, what it reminded me of was when Jesus is on the cross, and he's you know he's obviously unjustly murdered the most innocent person that ever lived, and um, he still is talking to the prisoner next to him and offering him eternal life, mm-hmm. and concerned with him. Um, I I just think it's easy. I mean, I think it's really easy in ministry. Um, I think it's easy in a culture that I, that I think is is growing in um, thinking less and less of the Christian worldview. I think that I think that's true. I think it was cool to be a Christian thirty years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Although there's always been waves, less cool, maybe just tolerated fifteen years ago. Now I, I think that there's probably a little bit more. Um, you know, I can tell by the looks I get even from 10 years ago when I said, I'm a pastor to, you know, I'm a pastor now. People are not as impressed as they were 10 years ago and that's okay. Um, and I just, you know, even what I said to the kids, you know, sometimes what I say to the kids is kind of the most simple mm-hmm. version of what I'm thinking. It's like, man, we live in a world that teaches you that when you've been, when you've suffered or you've been put out or you've been hurt or you're in a culture that doesn't like you or things have not gone your way, what you should do is get mad at those people hold on to bitterness against those people, be frustrated that they don't know the truth. Um, you know, I think the way I said it to the kids was it, we're being taught that if you disagree with someone, you must also dislike them. Mm-hmm. And I just said, that's not true. And it's not Christian. <laughs> so I think Joseph is a helpful example as he points beyond himself to Christ of what it looks like to engage with the world. Um, that's going to be against us in a lot of ways and, you know, not, not grow bitter and hostile and angry, but move towards and compassion and, um, be content to be Christian wherever we are, you know, whether that's in prison this week, you know, whether it's sold into slavery a couple weeks ago, or whether that's basically running Egypt, which is, you know, coming up in a couple of weeks here. So that's good. It's like what Paul says, he's just content with plenty and content with little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. <clears throat> was there anything that you would have liked to talk about more from the text or? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you could always draw out some of the themes I already mentioned more, you know, make, make connections and examples. But I think, um, I think a lot of it is just stuff that we've been seeing mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Um, yeah. Yep. Great. Stephen, Stacy, you guys have any other reflections or thoughts as it's all coming back to you now? No, I think I've exhausted mine. I don't think so. Okay. It was good. It was helpful. Mm-hmm. It was a helpful sermon. Thanks, Stacy. Means a lot. All right. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. 